We could do the intro and the after show. <laughs> That'd be great. That's what we should do. <laughs> uh, do you guys have anything to talk about today? Modern problems. Modern problems? I kind of like what that. What does that mean to you? Well, you mentioned burnout. I, is that a... Is that a- I, I did. I feel like I overbook myself sometimes, but I don't know. Hmm. I feel like we've talked about that. Did we talk about burnout before? Probably in some capacity, but I mean, if it's if it's on your mind, yeah, it's it would pertinent. definitely be worth talking about. I got some something to add to that. Okay, well, then that's our topic. Sweet. Would yeah. you like to do the intro? <laughs> How about I intro the topic? I feel a little burnout at times lately. Like I, I, I get into a rhythm, and then something breaks that rhythm, and then it just feels like I'm doing too much. And hmm. I don't know. And I, I uh, just sometimes it eats at me, and I get all these things that I want to do that I can't do, or I make up the excuse that I'm too busy to do certain things. And I don't know. This is my topic today: burnout. I'm feeling hmm. it. Nothing's feeling it right nothing's now. nothing's gonna change. Nothing's nothing. I love what I do. I just there's there's always just there's just you know honestly I I I get the same vibe from I get the same vibe I have the same problem from time to time and recently I think a lot of it has to do with the weather I mean the three of us now are all in cold climates and right now it's seven degrees outside and I want to go outside and do things but I think of every excuse to stay in the house like Mm -hmm. yesterday was Sunday and I I keep my laser in the house so that it doesn't freeze like my my previous one. So I stayed, I was in my jams all day until like six o'clock. And I finally went to the shop last night at six o'clock. I had things to do with the shop, but I made every excuse to just stay in the house because of the weather. And it kind of stifles your, your to-do list. It stifles your creativity, your to-do list. Because whether you're conscious or unconscious, you constantly keep thinking of reasons not to do stuff that causes you to go outside when it's two degrees out. I mean, that's. So you're, you're saying that the burnout is caused by like stuff being like procrastinating because it's so cold. Is that what you mean? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. personally, yeah, that's definitely my feeling. Cause I keep looking at my to-do list and I'm like, Oh, all this involves getting in my car and going and doing stuff, but it's so cold out. You're, you're right. Or everything becomes a mess because it's sloppy and wet outside and you bring that in the mm-hmm. house and mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's, that's definitely, that's definitely part of it for sure. And the shop is all in disarray because I'm like, I'm done with this. Let me get out of here. I'm freezing. Yes. My, my, right now, my shop, if it's like 10 degrees outside, my shop is like 25 degrees. That's the, the difference. I don't have proper heat in there. It, it, it does feel warmer because the wind is, is not in there because there's walls. <laughs> but I might as well be working in the driveway. It's just impossible. I did go. So last night after being in the house all day long experimenting with the laser, I went to the shop at about 6 o'clock. And I worked till about 9 o'clock. And in those three hours, I was extremely productive. But... I procrastinated all day long to get to the shop because I knew that I had to go in and crank the heaters up and, you know, gluing in the cold isn't fun. It doesn't seem to work, but I have a couple of projects that I got a few projects I got to paint and, you know, I got to wait till I got to wait till the weather breaks. I had to tell my client, I'm like, sorry, this involves a lot of painting and the painting is just not going to go well unless it's above freezing. Yeah. You're you're right about that. There's no uh, I can't do any spray lacquer in the wintertime because it's 
I can't do it in the shop and it's too cold to do it outside. You have to, uh, everything takes more time because you have to warm up the car. You have to warm up the shop and, or drive slow because it's sloppy out. Is that, I mean, is the procrastination end of it, like, is that part of, of what you're dealing with right now, David? Or is that, I understand it's, it's what Jimmy's dealing right. with, but it was, is that part of the root of like what you were talking about? I don't, I, I think it's a, I think it's a small portion of it. I think, uh, um, I don't know. You 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 wake up and it's nice and sunny out and it's warm. You're a little bit more inspired to do things. So I, you know, I don't think I realized that's part of it until Jimmy just said that. Um, I think part of it has to do with I was in a really good rhythm and a couple things messed up that rhythm and then it just feels like everything is out of whack and I can't get back into that rhythm. Can um, you say what the what those things were? Like maybe that'll help us. Um. I don't. I'm not complaining, and I, I love my family. But Grandma hurt herself. She she broke her leg, oh, right. and yeah. And so we're um, we're all taking turns going to visit Grandma. So I was doing that every, every day, and um, I think part of you know part of what I do, I think what we do is like when you when you have your own business, you kind of work all the time. Maybe I don't work super hard for eight hours, but I work at my own pace for. 14 or 16 hours right yeah. and and so when i work at my own pace for that long and something breaks that up it's like oh i have to shuffle things around and oh i have a phone call now that i have to do and this is not going to be a fun phone call or there's a trip i don't want to take this trip now you know and yeah it's like the work still has to get done even yeah. if life gets in the way you can't just like kick it down the road you know like you still got to do it you got, well, you guys want to hear something? Uh, the other night, we were here at the house. Taylor and I, we fed the dogs. And we turned around. We left. The, there was no more food in the room, so we left them alone. Because yeah, the dogs get competitive. And we turned around, and we both, from different parts of the house, heard Chippy yelp. And he yelped really loud. We came in, and he was paralyzed on the floor. Bear had, like, stomped on him or something. We don't know exactly what happened because we weren't here. But in an instant... Like the whole entire day had to make a left turn and we put him mm. in the car. We took him to the animal hospital, which is an hour drive away. I grabbed my computer and we went to the animal hospital and they brought him in for x-rays. He was okay. I mean, it was really scary for a minute there. We thought maybe he was going to have some permanent spine damage or something. He's totally fine, but they took him in, they x-rayed him. But I brought my computer with me and sat in the waiting room with my computer on my lap and my hard drive and I was editing because I had to finish the one video I was working on. It had some obligations. <laughs> so... I, I had to drag my computer with me. And uh, hmm. I said, this could take all night. You know, God forbid he has a real problem. They're going to keep him in there. We're going to be there all night long with him. And uh, so, you know, sometimes, remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about deadlines. And I said, no matter what happens, sometimes I have to keep that deadline. And uh, this was one of the videos I published recently. It was, like I said, I had an obligation because there was an advertisement in it. So I had to publish it. And... You know, that's, mm. you got to do what you got to do sometimes. But like I said, uh, you know, sometimes the day makes a complete left turn. You have all kinds of plans and just got to roll with it. Yeah. So I'm curious on the, like, talking about it from burnout, that word in particular. To me, when I think of burnout, I think of I've been doing the same thing at the same pace for a really long time or to some length of time. And eventually I just run out of stamina. All right, is that kind of what's happening, or is it like you're trying to make up a difference because you've got added stuff that you have to do now in your schedule, and you're trying to keep that pace with more work or with more obligation? 
You know what I mean? Like yeah, and yeah, if yeah. this if this stuff new stuff hadn't come into the equation, do you think he would have burned out on that same schedule? I don't think so. So maybe I'm not using the word burnout in the way that that you are. Um but I just uh to me burnout is just being over overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Jimmy brought up the, the dog. That's another thing. We uh, we got a new puppy, and new puppy likes to pee on everything. So new puppy needs attention every every half hour. So that's <laughs> <laughs> definitely that's, yep. that's definitely a thing. I um, and I still yeah. I'm not I'm not burnt out on making videos or woodworking or any of that because I still love love doing all that. Um, although I could just use a couple weeks break but that's not going to happen anytime soon because why not? not i uh well there's a couple of reasons there's obligations to um sponsors so once you have that you have deadlines that you have to meet i don't have too many coming up but that's one of the things and um i uh I, i'm not really that far ahead financially i you know, I'm, I'm good for a little bit but i feel like if i if i just stopped I, I i would get behind and now uh, as i'm saying this i'm like you know what i probably won't get that far behind because i'm still hmm. selling plans i'm still making adsense and and selling books um it's it's a mental thing it's com- it's completely it's a completely mental thing and well I'm, maybe i mean it, it may not be completely mental it may there's there's some truth to like having to keep income coming in you know yeah but and Man, we're so, I'm so privileged to have a job where I can be flexible and, and make my own schedule. And I, it sounds like a—I I don't want to sound like the uh, the millionaire football player who whines about not getting enough <laughs> passes thrown to him. You know, because nobody can relate again. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not trying to be that guy. I just, it just, sometimes I just get, it's just, I feel down and I'm just like, Ugh. Well, you know, I, I, what happens is, again, I just, uh, I just spent a ton of money on this, this thing I'm building in the backyard and there are moments where it's touch and go. It's like, okay, I really got to manage my money because I'm getting down to the wire and I, there's definitely the moments where you get a little panicky and then you're just like, okay, calm down. And then you think, how can I get a lot of money right away? And then you go, oh, I just got to keep planting seeds. I just have to keep planting seeds and trying to stay positive. And there's money coming in, but sometimes it doesn't seem to come in fast enough, obviously. And so I, when I plant seeds, I definitely feel a certain sense of relief. Hmm. Sometimes when you're, you know, when you're, the income is slowed down or low and you, you, you look at your list and you say, oh, I don't have any of these jobs that I typically would have. I don't have... And then you start panicking. You're like, "Oh my God, I'm going to go out of business." <laughs> but then the phone rings, and then you get you get an opportunity to make something for money, or you know, you, you start realizing it's just it's just a sense of panic that you, it's yeah. always it's always there when you work for yourself. It's always about two inches below the surface, <laughs> and then <laughs> when the surface gets thin, you start going, oh, "Okay, this is the month where I go completely broke." <laughs> yeah. You, you go, but, well, you just got to keep faith. You got to keep faith, and and then then you get that sense of burnout where you're like, oh, nothing I do is going to make me the money I need right now. 
Mm-hmm. And then you, and then you, you, you do have jobs to do, and, you, and because you feel burned out, you're like, "Ugh, I got to work for that guy again. I don't feel like doing that, or I got to do this. <laughs> Ugh, I'm sick of doing this again and again and again." But you know, that's when you just bite the bullet and say, "I'll do anything. I'll take whatever comes through the door because I got to keep my my hands moving and the income flowing to some extent. Sometimes it trips and sometimes it flows." And I know there was somebody on Twitter that said they didn't want us to talk about making money or making videos, but that's kind of what we do for a living. So sorry about that. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, about like the sponsor stuff, one thing that people may not even realize <clears throat> when we talk about that as an income source is that when you get a sponsored video or some sort of sponsored content, it's not like they send you the money and then you make the video. You get it five like, months later. <laughs> yeah, you make the video, you get them to approve it, you put it out, and then you send them an invoice – and then they take like what they should have, maybe thirty days to pay it. <clears throat> but what happens is we most often are thirty work days. Ad- Some are ninety <laughs> days. Yeah, yeah, and that's you got to be careful on that when you're signing contracts. But we work with agencies. The agencies work with the brands, and the agencies can't pay you until a brand pays them. So you go yeah. out and do a, a thing for you know company tool company X. You send the invoice to the agency. They have thirty days. They send an invoice invoice to company X. So they have to wait on company X to pay them, and then they pay you. So it's not like, you know, you're like, I posted the video, now I have a bunch of money. It's mm-hmm. like, well, hopefully it'll come before the end of the summer. <laughs> That's exactly why I say plant seeds. You know, if you know that at least you're, you know, you're planting seeds as you go, doing this, doing that, or, you know, making, patting the bushes. That's what I always jokingly call it, patting the bushes when things are low. I, I send to all the clients that I usually get regular work from, if it's low, I said, guys, I'm available if you need. And then they go, oh, you know what? We just got this thing a couple days ago. You know what? I've been wanting to talk to you about it. So people forget that you're around. So you have to also just send out notifications and saying, hey, I'm alive and breathing. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm back from my vacation. Let's let's yeah. get started. I have something to talk about. So I always pat the bushes when things get a little slow. Again, I mean, we're talking about kind of things slowing down and burnout is kind of interchangeable. It's a little, they're yeah. both obviously slightly different, but... My move up here slowed me down. All my analytics slowed down. My my posting slowed down. So, in the last couple of weeks, I'm I'm really getting ahead. I've got a lot of videos in the shoot. I've posted quite a few. I'm going to post one today, and I'm just going to hammer it hard because I'm feeling invigorated. You know, I never was on a schedule where I go, you know, every day, I, every certain day, I post at this certain time. But I'm just I'm just going to keep posting when I have videos available. So. Do you, I'm, um, I'm getting, I'm getting my, uh, I'm, I'm getting my groove back. I feel a little bit. So yeah, that I guess that's something I was interested to talk about. So your stuff is starting to move for you, and you're getting back into like some sort of a forward motion and everything. Whereas yeah. you know David has had a, a pretty good momentum, and then the stuff came, kind of came in and wrecked the momentum. It sounds like that's maybe the issue that like it, somebody tripped you up, you know. And now you're like, okay, I got to get back into this motion that I was in before. Do you think it would be, since stuff has gotten disrupted, is this a time that you could say, like, what can I change in my my flow, in my schedule, so that there's a little more margin for unknown to come in? I don't really know how to say ask that question. <laughs> yeah. So... I have thought about this a little bit, and you know, you mentioned um, a while back that you know, if I don't put out a video on this particular day, it's it's not a big deal. So maybe leaving a little bit of flux in my schedule. But when you have the deadlines, you have deadlines. I um, right now my my slowest 
day is typically Friday because I'll um, uh, like, like like the quick version of, of my schedule is Monday planning supplies, Tuesday filming, Wednesday editing, and then Thursday release the video, make the make the 60 second version for Instagram and Twitter and do all the promotion and update the website and stuff. And then Friday is typically my, my slow day, kind of like the the day I, I can do whatever I want, a little bit more promotion or whatever. And so I've decided that Friday is going to be music day where I'm going to work on music that I can incorporate into my video. So I'm going to try to bring that into my workflow. And cool. if Friday doesn't, um, if things are crazy, that's the one thing that I can I can bump out because I don't have to make music. I have a library of of, of music that I can I can already use. So, yeah. and I want and I want to use that as not only to just make music for the videos, but as another creative outlet to hopefully keep the keep the spark going. Hmm. Can I throw in an option that you, that you didn't ask for? Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking with my eyes. I think. <laughs> Huh. Um, I think that's cool that you're building in music to it. And I w- certainly would not want to take away that like new, you know, creative outlet or anything, but it sounds like you're packing a week's worth of we- of work into a week, <laughs> which makes sense. Right. But what if you, what if you pulled one of those days back to the previous week? So like maybe instead of Friday being the, the exhale of your week, and, and like the, now I get to do something creative and whatever, which I mean, Fridays make sense for that. Right. But what if that was your planning and supply day? What if you did that to prepare? So then on Monday you had everything you needed to walk into the shop and like, just mm. get at it or walk into the shop and be like, no, I feel like doing music supplies and plans are already ready. Hmm. I can go do music. But then you have your, your buffer is not like at the end of the week, the buffer is at the beginning of the week. You know what I mean? So if yeah. everything had to fall back a day, uh, you have that option rather than like getting to Friday and just being like, man, this re- week was all behind and now I've got a free day. Uh, you makes, know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's something to think about. So, yeah. So you, I, you're not really necessarily losing anything, but right. you're giving yourself a buffer, you know, in case something goes wrong. But... I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, my uh, you know uh, I have a one of my really really good friends. He battles depression, and he'll he he tells me like, um, he'll be fine for a long period of time. Something triggers that, like, and it doesn't even have to be a major thing. It could just be whatever, and then it triggers it, and then he goes into this. Um, uh, he goes into depression for for a while, and like I think. There's, there was a couple things at at the same time that happened that kind of triggered this this like ah I feel over overwhelmed as you know the the puppy and the and uh, and, and grandma and then I was dealing with this I don't even know why I'm telling this but this is just a therapy se- session I guess but I was dealing with this potential sponsor this conversation started in October where we were working out like a three video deal and the conversation was really slow like. Once a week communication back and forth, and then they would be like, "Hey, you know the the client is they're sending you a product, they're they're getting back to you." And from October, we finally sent the uh, contract over at the end of December, so that's how long it took. 
And then by the time I got the contract, I'm like, I don't even feel comfortable with this price anymore. And I don't like the way the contract is written mm-hmm. up. And you just wasted a bunch of my time. This this is a very isolated case. And I was just like, ah, this I don't want to deal with, with that. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that, that helped trigger this um, overwhelmed feeling. It's like, yeah, like sometimes lost time. It's like, yeah. like you lost all Also, time. whenever there's like a little bit of like a negative vibe when you have a company, then all of a sudden that starts creeping into everything. You start thinking like, oh, did I make the right decision? Am I making the right decision now? Is this the right decision this moment? And you start questioning yourself. And I, I know the, then the, the darkness starts <laughs> to kind of creep in. And, and that's when you go to the shop and start tinkering and come up with a completely new idea. You know, I know last week I had a lot of little bit of roller coasters in the way that I had to make this thing for Lincoln. And I went in, I had no idea what I was going to do. I was like, oh, I know by the end of the day, this has to be done. And as I started the video, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just on autopilot. Ultimately, I ended up coming out with something I'm really proud of. I made this bench top press break where you can bend metal with. That's really cool, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, the video is like on my Patreon at the moment. And as soon as they give me the green light, I'll let everyone see it. And it came out great. And now I have this whole, I I thought to myself, this is going to be a great thing to share with the community and have everybody try a version of it anybody that wants to try and because i said this is just my first swing at it if anybody wants to look at this and improve it and turn it into a better version of itself so i'm excited to see so it went from being this kind of like darkness like oh i don't know what i'm gonna do i gotta turn in something that looks like it's got some value to it and it's got to really work and turned it around so a lot of times when i'm feeling that darkness that you know or if it's a negative conversation with you know a client or an advertiser whomever i just say you have faith that Things are going to work out good just because you just try and a friend of mine once told me something a really long time ago and I constantly say it and I even think about making a poster of it. Make it go right. We would talk and I'd complain and whine and she'd say, just make it go right. Huh. You got the, that's cool. You got the capacity. Just make it go right. And then that gives you that sort of fresh confrontation and be like, hmm, all right, I got to get on the phone. This is going to be an hour-long phone call with whomever, whether it's a credit card company or the, I had that banking issue last week. Just make it go right. Just figure out how to make it go right and do the best you can within your capacity to, to make it go right. And if it doesn't go right, it just wasn't meant to be at that moment. A, a funny example of that is I was talking with Ask This Old House. <clears throat> I was talking with Kevin in this old house since 2009, 2008. And finally, the show that I'm on... So. Kevin and I have like flirted for the, all this time to the point where I'd be like, ah, oh, those guys are never going to pick me up for anything. Ah, oh, you know, like I would get frustrated. Uh, well, as I, my general frustration with the TV business <laughs> as a whole, but from time to time, Kevin and I would flirt on the thing and then something happened and the stars aligned and, you know, something happened on their side where it's the right timing. You know, we as a community created this environment and we're the ones that caused this groundswell. And then now they're finally catching up. So after all this time, so plant seeds, yeah. that's what I'm saying, planting seeds. You never know where it's going to come back. Hmm. And, you know, you plant seeds and you, you, if you plant a lot of seeds, you don't start obsessing about the two you planted. You plant a hundred and you start saying, ah, oh, I have all this potential. You plant two and you're like obsessive. You plant a hundred and you're like, wow, I feel comfortable about what I'm doing. What about... Uh, um so maybe to turn this around and, and make this relatable to people with with hobbies when they get burnt out. Have you ever, uh, Bob used to do music. Well, you still do, but you used to do it a lot more. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your Instagram the other day. You were, you were playing. Um, 
did you get burnout or did it just is it something that slowly went away? Oh yeah. I mean, I run into, <clears throat> excuse me. I run into burnout stuff all the time. Um, I mean like even doing this in, in hobbies, anytime that I get too far into something and do it too much without like a breath, I'll get burnout on it. And so I just learned about myself that I have to, I get really heads down in something for a, like really heads down for a short amount of time. And then I have to come up for air and go do that same approach to something else, which is why my channel is the way it is, which is why I'm not a woodworker or a metal worker or whatever. It's because if I were to say like, I'm only going to do woodworking projects from now on, I would get so burnt out on that. And I would be like, I don't ever want to touch any of these tools again ever, you know? And so being able to hop from thing to thing <clears throat> helps me fight burnout because it lets me, it lets my mind like disconnect from something and then reconnect to something entirely different. Mm. Um, and I think that applies to hobbies too. You know, I don't think it's, I don't think that's specific to a job or anything. I think it's just like about focus and attention. Anytime you're focused and attentive on something, uh, and you run at something for long enough. I mean, well, running is a good example. So I ran three marathons over the course of four years. When you run a marathon, you have to train a lot. And so it's like four days a week, you know, upward of like 35, 40 miles in a week of running. That's so much time. And to do that for several years straight, I mean, not straight. There was like 18 weeks of training and then I would like take it easy for a couple of months start to build back up and you know but it's that same like uh i'm gonna focus really hard on this for a long 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 time then i'm gonna take a little break and then i'm gonna focus again for a long 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 time and you just do that over and over and eventually it got to where it was like i don't ever want to run a race again ever because <laughs> it just completely burnt out on i had no motivation for it um i had no desire to put that much time into a thing that i had already done I just, you know, wasn't excited about it. Like I didn't have a goal that I was trying to top again. Cause that was a lot of when I was running a lot and doing races, it was, I was racing myself. So like last year I got this time this year, I want to get it 10 minutes faster, you know, and I'm getting older, so I shouldn't be able to do that. So I'm going to fight that and like do better than I did before, even though it should be harder for me to do. And that was my motivation. But eventually it's just like, okay, another 10 minutes, big deal. Like, I don't want to put in the work to do that. And I just got burnt out on it. And so for the past year or so, I barely ran. I would do it because, like, I don't want to start gaining weight or, you know, I want to make sure that I'm still healthy, but as little as possible, you know, just to get it done and then move on with my day. Um, and now I'm starting to get back into where I'm trying to come up with some new things about running that are challenging. So I've always done distance. I've always done long races. So they're not necessarily fast, but it's about stamina. It's about running slowly for a really long time. And then every day you make that time a little bit longer to eventually you can run for 26 miles and not die through it. Um, But at the same time, when you're doing that training, if you try to run really fast, you feel like you're going to die. So now I'm trying to get in the habit of doing these like sprint interval things where you sprint re- as hard as you possibly can for a really short amount of time and then you take a break. And then you sprint as hard as you can and then you take a break. And it Oof. it works an entirely different set of stuff in your body. Different, you know, it, it treats your 
Anyway, it doesn't matter what it does. Anyway, it does a very different thing for your body. And so I'm trying that. It's still running. It's the same motion in the same place doing the same thing, but it's a different goal. <clears throat> and so I'm trying to take the same thing that I was burnt out on and find a different way to use it, mm. uh, a different way to approach it, you know, to get a different outcome from it. Um, theoretically, this will make me faster, you know, and help me like burn fat and stuff like that. So it, it has a different outcome when it's basically the same thing. So maybe that's another way that you could look at being burnt out on hobbies or work or whatever is taking the same task and figuring out a different potential outcome so that you have a different goal, you know, something else that you're trying to accomplish with it, something that's new and maybe more motivating. Mm-hmm. Did I go way off topic? No, no, no. I don't no, even remember no. what the question was. <laughs> I don't remember what the question was either, but you... I'm putting my running shoes on right now. <laughs> Do it. But approaching it in a different way <laughs> is, uh, is another good way of, of getting around that. You know, uh, talking about, you mentioned a few minutes ago, hobbyists, do they get burnt out if someone's, you know, it's not really their day-to-day living burnout or intimidated. I don't know if this answers either one of those questions, but uh, I like to, if I approach something and I, I use the, the tabletop bench press as an example, when I approach something and, I, and it seems too overwhelming or I feel like, oh, I'm not ready for this, I take the approach of I'm just experimenting. I'm not here to try and, of course, I have my goal. I have my goal set somewhere in the forward, somewhere in the future, rather, and to finish this and get this done. But when I'm in the moment, I'm experimenting. I'm looking for connections. I'm looking for ways to make whatever project I have in hand work. Last night, I was experimenting on my laser. I mean, it wasn't a video. It wasn't pay. It wasn't anything. It was just me learning. And I just kept experimenting. And I wasn't really, I didn't have any like great goals, but I had some great achievements. I made some great wins just playing around with the laser and experimenting. So always take that experimental approach, I feel, helps me, helps keep it fun, gets, takes off a lot of, it alleviates a lot of the pressure of like, oh my God, this has to be done perfect. It has to be done right. It has to be done on time. Just take that experimental approach and Is that, just look for connections and have fun. Do you think that's just because you're not like committing to it? Does that make it easier just because you're not being like, all right, now I'm going to get really good at whatever? Well, I think uh, the biggest intimidation factor, a lot of stuff, again, we're kind of like going all over the place. This doesn't really apply to burnout, but maybe it can because if you're in the middle of being burnout, you don't want to do anything and you, you're overwhelmed. Yeah. But I find the biggest problem for for people that I work with that have, even me, I experience it, you see the whole project and you, it's like oh, you're looking at the entire thing at once. You're looking at it from like an aerial view and you're like, how am I going to get all the way over there? There's all these hurdles in between. Mm. I got to get all the way over there. Just get down in the jungle, so to speak, and just stay on the path and just what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I want to go eat lunch. And you look back after lunch and you're like, wow, I got all this done this morning. Mm. Whereas like the night before you're laying in bed going, oh, I got to tackle that project. And now I'm already halfway through it and I didn't even realize it because I'm just focusing on the steps in front of me and not necessarily the aerial view. I'm full of metaphors. Yeah, today. you are. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> but that helps me. And then, it, it like in these last couple of months when like things were dipping a little bit and, you know, like I, I keep mentioning, you know, people making the comments like, you know, oh, now finally classic Duress is back. I don't know where I went, but just focusing on trying to make California the videos that I feel like I always make. I mean, make what? You went to California. Oh, I did. Oh, I forgot about that. I totally blocked that whole, I completely like emotionally blocked that. It's so funny. 
By the way, that show's going to be, I don't know if this is public knowledge or not, but the show is supposed to be airing toward the end of the summer. That's oh, man. There's an official date, but I'll let them tell you guys the date. It's going to be at the end of the summer. Huh. Cool. Sorry, almost I, sorry year, to interrupt. Almost was, a full year later. Thanks. I was just trying to be funny. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You're right. I forgot I went there. Because like, when I look back, I'm like, how did everything slip? Like, What did I do? I'm like, oh, I went away for five weeks. Completely forgot about that. Well, yeah, that's it. Just, you know. It's, so stay on path. Yeah, I, I really like that. Like basically, just putting one step in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, <laughs> the whole time. I mean that that keeps you moving. Like even though it's incremental, it's small, you know, little bits of improvement. You know, I, once once a while ago, uh, I I was kind of me and my brother were into screenwriting, and we hung out with this guy who was kind of a screenwriting coach, and he he just said what's next like we we had like this powwow session where we were kind of brainstorming a story he's like okay what happens next okay what happens next like we would like me and my brother were brainstorming up this com this conversation this story and then the guy kept going okay what happens next and i hear that meeting that one dumb meeting that happened <laughs> in the 90s i keep hearing that in my head whenever i'm like at my bench top and i'm working on something and i hear like this morning in the background go okay what's next <laughs> okay what's next <laughs> and that is a little bit of a motivating factor because it's like instead of looking at the the overall project or saying oh my god it has to look exactly like the sketch i presented the client what's next what's next that's like okay, what's yeah next? that's like the and then like you'll get to yeah, the end of right. something and go and then mm -hmm. <laughs> right um david do you think uh and this isn't a question about you necessarily but i i've heard all right let me start over i've heard a lot of people in what we do because we have these platforms where we speak out to people and we tell people what we're going to do or what we're thinking or whatever so we hear a lot of people make these kind of declarations i've heard a lot of people over the past few years be like okay i've got a big change on my channel or on my platform instead of doing this thing i'm going to start doing this thing mm -hmm. and you know it's a great plan it's something they're really passionate about they really care about but then they realize maybe into that process that it's tough or it's not what they wanted it to be or something. And then there's like this sense of like, I already committed to doing a thing that now I'm unhappy with it. What did I, do? yeah. What did I do? And like, how do I get out of it? Um, do you think, does that have anything to do with, with, well, I, that's not, you already explained your situation now, but do you think like overcommitment either to yourself or to other people is part of getting to a burnout state? Yeah. Well, I think, uh, um, I guess maybe all, to sponsors. Would be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the sponsors that I did in November and December and having a deadline every single week, that definitely contributed to it because there wasn't a week where I could take a break. Um, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. And luckily, I guess not luckily, but in the next couple months, that's not going to be as, as intense. So, yeah. Yeah, with less commitments and warmer weather coming, maybe uh, maybe the the future is looking yeah. looking good. I don't yeah. like you know one of my. I was gonna say one of my favorite times of the year. It, it's it's the and it also happens to be when my birthday is, <laughs> April <laughs> and May. It is my favorite time of the year. Like I like every time like because I know exactly. Usually the second week in May, all the trees around here, this thousand trees around me, start to bud. And I say, oh. mm -hmm. it's like waking up from hibernation. It really, I mean, it's all these metaphors you see like in Disney movies. But like right now, I'm downstairs before the podcast with a hairdryer, drying the elbow that feeds the house water, drying it, heating it, 
trying to get the water to flow through again. I'm for so the 45. confused by that statement. <laughs> yeah, I'm hair drying the pipe, trying to heat it up so the ice dam goes away. And the whole time I'm thinking is like, oh, in second week in April, I'm going to start seeing buds on the yeah. trees. Mm. It's going to be so nice. Yeah. Right now, I'm just sleeping in this like kind of mediocre dream. I wouldn't say nightmare because yeah, it's not a nightmare, but it's just a pain in the it's a pain in the nightmare. <laughs> I I, lo- I love that time too. We bought this house. Um, we moved in in July, and you could not uh, on three of the sides of the house, you, road left and the backyard. You can't see anything. There's trees all the way around. You can't see any neighbors. <laughs> and then uh, as soon as all the leaves fall off, we're like, oh man, we have neighbors that can actually see in our windows now. And so I cannot uh, I wait for the trees to start growing growing those buds, and we get that that privacy back. Yeah, my whole house is cloistered when the summer's here. I have bushes. My neighbors are like, uh, "Are you going to trim your bushes?" No, like, no, I don't care. I want them to grow seven hundred feet tall. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's interesting. You guys have like been in this weather and all this stuff for so long that you know it's. I, I understand all of those things. For us, it's still so new that like we got our first big snow a couple of days ago. I guess on Friday the kids got. Uh, they canceled school because it was going to snow midday. You know, it was going to get really cold and really icy and stuff. So we had our first big snow and we're just like over the moon. Like we went out Friday night at mm, 8 o'clock. It was dark. And I was like, sweet, there's finally snow in the front yard. Let's go sled. And so we're out in the front yard <laughs> I saw that. That in was the fun. dark. It's like sledding down the front yard into the street. And there's nobody out. So it was, it was awesome because there were no cars or anything. We had snowball fights and, you know, played until like nine o'clock. And then the next day got up and all went sledding. And I mean, it was like awesome. And we had such a good weekend of just like enjoying mm. the cold weather. And I know it's like our first one and eventually we'll probably get like, okay, that's enough of this. But yeah. right now we're still digging it. <laughs> but I mean, I'm also really blessed that like my shop is in the house. It's heated. I don't have to worry about, you know, like you guys were talking about having to heat things up and like get glue warm enough and all that. I don't have to deal with that. The downside of that is I never leave the house. So... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I literally will go days on end and be like, oh, I haven't even walked outside. I should probably go outside. I hate leaving the house. I, I have, I'm going through this thing lately where it's like, oh, we have to go. We're meeting friends for, for dinner or there's a New Year's Eve party we're supposed to go to or uh, we're going to have a Christmas dinner with, with it. Like, and then I get like instantly. My first reaction is always like. No, I don't want to leave the house. This is interrupting what I'm doing. I got things to do. Yeah. And then like yeah. the next day I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. dinner's going to be nice. You know, I'm Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm that way about travel, you know, like every time we go on a trip for work. Well, I go on a trip at all, but I I I travel for work more than anything else. But like this weekend, we're all going to Chicago for a thing that's just, you know, not public event. We're all going and up until about a week ago, that's been a great idea. Now, look forward to it. And then, like, a couple days Absolutely. ago, I was like, oh, wait, Chicago's next week. Oh, man, I got to get on a plane and go to a thing and then get on a plane and come back. Like, I don't want to go. I'll, I'll love it once I'm you there. Want to ride with me? <laughs> no. I'll clean up the front you, seat of my you car. You want to drive down and pick me up? Yeah, you can pick me um, up. I mean, it's just so weird. Like, I guess maybe that's a condition of owning your own business is that you know that there's always that work to come back to. And if you travel, it's just it's just pushing things off that you're still going to have to do. Or it's eating into your lead time or I don't know. But 
I find myself doing that with every trip, even though the, I only commit to trips that I want to go on. I love going to Maker Fair. I love going to, you know, any of these events, but every time it gets right up to where I actually have to look at, all right, in a couple of days, I got to pack a bag because I got to go on a thing. I'm just like, oh, uh, I want to travel. Mm. I say yes to everything that's like, I'm like, oh, wait, that's like in, that's in 2019. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think the world will be over by then. I won't have to deal with it. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> then all of a sudden, it's like, wait, Workbench Con is next month. What is this thing called? Send me the information. Yeah. On this what thing. am I supposed I to do yes. there? Yeah, I have a, I have a wave. With, I have to talk in front of people. I have a wave with every single okay. event. So like VidCon or Maker Fair or or anything. It's like I go there. I'm like, oh, that was fun. I'm probably going to skip next year. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then you know, eight months goes by, and I'm like, you know what? I need that recharge. I'm going to go to that event. And then, so I'm excited. And then, like you said, that week, you're like, oh, this is the worst week to have the event. And then yeah. then I go, and then it's the same thing every single time. I After yep. leaving VidCon last year, I'm like, probably going to take next year off. But right now, I'm like, you know what? I'm looking forward to going to VidCon this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I have that same up and down. It's weird. And it's weird because the same events happen every year. <laughs> And, like, once you do one of these events, once you go to one of them, you're like, man, that was so awesome. I don't want to miss out next year because I know more people will come and it'll be more hanging out and more, you know. Mm -hmm. And then it's like now I'm looking at this year going, like, I have new things on top of the old things that I already want to go to because I've already been to them before. And, yeah, it's going to be a lot lot of traveling this year, at least at the beginning of the year for me. But Mm. anyway. Well, I'm recharged. You've been yammering for a long time. You are. I've, I've, I'm ready to go. So I'm <laughs> nice. going to I'm good. leave you guys now, and I'm going to go get to work. <laughs> That's not fair. Oh, oh, this is work. Sometimes Hold having fun charge. is work. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, it, it's true. Like sometimes I got like la- like yesterday, I dilly dallied all day long in front of the laser. And then I went to the shop for three hours. I came back and I experimented even more. I went and got more material and experimented more. And the whole time I'm like, I should be this, I should be that, I should be this, I should be doing this. And then I'm like, wait, this is work. The better I get mm. at this, the, yeah. the more successful I'll be as a designer, problem solver. So I, I had to keep reminding myself that even though I'm having fun and I'm in my jam jams and I'm at the laser <laughs> and I'm in front of the pellet Photos, stove. please. I'm going to use that as the title. I'm just <laughs> so you know. <laughs> you know what I got? I got, a, I got a Carhartt union suit, you know, the ones that... You could see, you see my, like you see my cuffs right now are red. If I showed you right, if I pulled open the top of my uh-huh. pants, the bottom of my pants, it'd be red too. So I have a full on. Does it have the little butt flap like thing? Dude. Yep. Like Santa Claus. Wow. Yep. I am walking around the house like Santa Claus. This thing is great because when it's seven degrees out, the wind doesn't blow up the back of my shirt. So mm-hmm. as long as my flap is buttoned, I'm okay. <laughs> That's also a good title. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the. I thought maybe make it go right would be a good one, but you, I'll let you choose. But the point I'm making is, is you know, sometimes we got to remind ourselves that even though it might seem like we're skirting work, we're actually in work, yeah, or whatever it is. You know, like if you're if you feel like you, oh, I'm taking away from my regular job, I'm down in my basement. No, that that is it's your job to fulfill your life. So yeah, don't feel guilty. Well, and like I mean that. This season, like at the beginning of the year, is also one of those things where, you know, like I'm starting to deal with tax stuff and I'm having to like and, – and since we moved to Kentucky, I've – I'm 
in the process of creating a new LLC here, dissolving my old one. So there's like a bunch of extra, you know, work and stuff that's, it, it feels like wasted time, but you're right. It is part of work. It's part of getting things set up to move forward and getting things done for last year and everything. But yeah, it feels like I'm just burning time, like on websites, filling out forms, putting in my address over and over and over and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but, oh, you were talking about the laser thing. Remember last week we we were looking up the um, – maybe this was in the after show. I don't remember. But we were looking up the credit card blanks that you could cut on the laser. Oh, yeah. And we mentioned that they were PVC, and somebody let us yep. know that the cutting PVC on a laser is super bad, and it releases, mm-hmm. like, chlorine gas or something. Yep. Um, yeah, so don't do that. <laughs> you or anybody well, you else. Know I just wanted to throw that out there because somebody <laughs> did let us know that that's a, a dangerous thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. My buddy Nick told me the same thing. Um, so I bought, well, I, I got this laser was given to me by full spectrum, but they gave it to me and it comes with like a sample package of materials and in it was wipe off board material, perfectly white. You're supposed to write on it with a marker and wipe it off. So I used that to make my duress. It's in my Instagram, my duress card. So I experimented with all the materials that came with the kit yesterday hmm. and I'm I'm gonna I'm making a business card and I can't figure out exactly like how to do the information. So I had this epiphany yesterday with Taylor. I was like, you know what? I think my business cards are done. It's just gonna be a piece of plastic and it's gonna say my stencil in it and that's it. I might put a YouTube logo on those ones I'm working on for a video, but that's it. Hmm. So when you meet me, I'm just gonna give you my card. It's gonna say like Madonna on it. It's just gonna say the card. There's not gonna be any information. I on think it. it'll be really confusing if your card says Madonna. So you might want to put no, no, no. But I mean, like, like I'm taking Madonna or Cher. You know, I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. So my car is not going to have any information on it. It's going to be very, very highly conceptual. Hmm. And hopefully, whoever I give my car to won't bother me and call me. But yeah. So for you non-graphic designers out there who have business cards, uh, a lot of you put way too much information on there: email and phone hmm. number and website address and mailing address and and. Uh, you, your Twitter and Instagram, you don't need all of that. That's, that's, it's really, it's a, it's a lot. Uh, I think on mine, I have a logo so on one I'm, side. I'm going the opposite direction. And my direction. website address on the other side. And that's pretty yeah. much it. I will say that like so, for me, I've, I've tried to narrow down, and we've talked about this before, but I've tried to narrow down the points of input that people can get to me, you know? So like I try to keep it down yeah. to email, which I'm not really fond of, but it's a good funnel and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so if you're making a, a business card, you know, what you're saying, David, is maybe just pick the one way that you want people to be able to get in touch with you and put that on there. Mm-hmm. Don't put every option. Just force people through a, a particular door, and then you can manage one door instead of 100 doors. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. So you guys see. Oh, nice. Look oh, yeah. at that. I like my, that. That's cool. It's just, yeah, it's just like a, a white credit card, and my logo is, is spell, stenciled through you, the top. You spelled Duresta wrong there. You're going to have to redo those. <laughs> oh, I did? <laughs> I was just hoping you'd look and be like, did I? Panic. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, so, by the way, I did buy the PVC cards. I bought 100 of them. They were only 20 bucks. So, I have a big stack of them. And my idea for them is I'm going to CNC a, an aluminum die and then put them in the press, the, oh, nice. the letter yeah. press. Oh, yeah. So I'll be able to imprint them like a credit card used to have the raised numbers on it. So that's an experiment. Could you put them, could you print ink on them, like on your press? Or are they too small or the wrong type of material? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, there probably is a way. You probably have to do what's called tampo printing, but it's just like a highly toxic etchable ink, oh. which I'm not going to mm. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so what are you guys working on? <laughs> 
Uh, I've actually been working on some cool stuff. Yeah? I'm pretty excited about it. Um, yeah, so the video that's coming out this week, uh, since I mean, since you asked, you know, we didn't get to say it. So yeah, I walked all over Nintendo... you at the beginning, like I'm walking all over you now, but uh, yeah, yeah, we, we skipped you it. Know. Yeah, we did. We always do, or we've started to recently. Um, you guys changed. We got a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. We yeah. got the kids one. <laughs> the, the kids. Air quotes. Um, and I've been playing it more than anybody else. It's really cool, but um, the controllers on the side of this thing slide off, right? So, like, you can hold them one in each hand. You can play that way. You can play with a bunch of different configurations. It's pretty cool. And so I ended up uh, 3D modeling these little rails that they slide into, printing those out, and then making a wooden box exclusively on the laser. So it's like a wooden box that has a slide-out tray with foam inserts. So you can put the game cartridges inside that, close it up, slide the controllers on the outside, and you have like a little controller with all your games in it. And it's super nerdy and not something that a lot of people will need or be interested in. But man, it was gratifying hmm. to like <laughs> take a thing that I just got and be like, you know what? I should model something to fit this tiny little thing. And I did. And it totally worked. And it was crazy. Hmm. I don't know. It's just like it, it doing projects like that to a specific real world object that's what's moved me forward in fusion is like having to, you know, to be really precise. Well, I have to figure out like, how do I do that? And like, how do I measure precisely enough? And like what measurements are important and, you know, tolerances and stuff like that. Um, and I feel like my, over the last couple of weeks, my fusion adeptness has, has greatly gone up, which is really cool. And I still don't know a whole lot and everything. And I always have to look things up, but I feel way more comfortable in Fusion just after having done like a bookcase recently, which was super easy to do in Fusion. But that and these rails and a couple of other things, and that is has really pushed me forward, I think, in learning something that I've needed to learn for a while. Plus, I ended up with like a cool yeah. little controller yeah. thingy. So fun. You know, that being said, it's sort of the opposite of, of something what I said earlier in the show is I said, just get into it, experiment, experiment, experiment. When you get into Fusion and you start experimenting, you walk away frustrated going, I didn't learn anything. When you get into Fusion and you have an actual end goal yeah. and you know exactly what you want to make, that's when you actually really learn something. When you have a final vision in your mind and you try and create it in Fusion, that's when you'll do your best learning when it comes to Fusion. Yeah. I, uh, if you get in there and you start making shapes, I mean, you have to do that anyway. Yeah. But when you really want to learn and get some retention as far as the information, make something that you need. A few weeks ago, I did a video that was sponsored by Skillshare. I think it was my workbench video, um, but my my when they reached out to me, my pitch to them was like, "Yeah, we you can use Skillshare to learn Google or uh, SketchUp," and I'll show that in the in the video. And they're like, "Oh, brilliant!" And so we did that, and then that video did well. And they're like, "Hey, David, let's do another video." Um, what, what's your idea? And I'm like, well, this time we're going to make a miter saw. And I wanted to show the audience like how you can use Skillshare to learn two different programs and pick which one works out best for you. So nice. the miter saw station is being built in Fusion. And what I'm getting to is this is forcing me to use Fusion. Like I app, you know, I've already committed to that. And so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm using Fusion and I'm designing it in there and I'm starting to feel comfortable. And I've been watching a lot of videos these days. And nice. um, yeah, I'm, Fusion is such a massive program on what you can do with yeah. cam and, yeah. and modeling, and, and um, it's it's pretty incredible. 
Yeah, it's huge. And like, that's a little overwhelming. That's been part of the overwhelm for me. But I haven't even, I've intentionally not even tried to do any of the cam stuff or like I'm working in a tiny little corner of Fusion yeah. on yeah. purpose so that I can get decent at the modeling end of things, you know, and I send things out to 3D print um, and that's very easy. It's like a one click thing, but 3D printing and Fusion together make a really incredible combo to be so for these rails it's a small piece of plastic so printing one took less than an hour and so i was able to like print a, a short little section to make sure that i had the fit right and that took you know 15 minutes and then once i had that i did a couple iterations of that and then i would like scale it up to the correct length print that make sure that worked add a little feature print that you know so it was like this cool iteration of like changing the model just its hair printing one out taking about an hour while I worked on something else, you know. And so it was just kind of back and forth between print and model and print and model. And then I ended up with this tiny little piece of plastic that works perfectly and does exactly what it needs to do. And that, it was just super gratifying. I don't know. Um, anyway, that video is going to be out. <laughs> That's oh. a long way to say that. <laughs> awesome. What have you been working on? Uh, so th this week I'm going to – I'm making the, the miter saw station. And – it's a pretty simple build. I'm not doing anything too special. Um, I know I, I I mentioned a few weeks back that I was going to steal your your hood idea of magnets yep. and cutting it out. I don't think I'm going to do that for phase one. Um, my miter saw has a pretty darn good dust collection right there, and I want to after I get it set up, I kind of want to see what it's not collecting for a while and see where it's going. And um, I think in your video, you did a test of like, you wanted to see where the dust went and then you put some dust ports back there. Um, so yeah. I, I kind of want to see what's working and what's not. And so it might be a two phase, maybe phase two was not even um, um, filmed. It's just a, a thing that I that I do. But yeah, pretty pretty simple build. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna have the, um, the two feet section where the, the saw sits on to the right of it is four feet and to the left of it is six feet. So it's gonna be, Pretty, pretty big. Nice. At least for big for me. Yeah, sweet. With that was like I, my station that I did recently was like one of the most useful things I've done in a long time. I get so much use out of having like a, a fixed and it, you know I mean it's a basic table. It's not yeah. like it's anything complicated, but man, what a help it's been. I, I have a fun little story. So last night I had I wanted to figure out the perfect height for it because right now i have my miter saw sitting sitting on a board on top of the dust extractor so it's just kind of like it's it's really low to the ground and so you have to bend qu over quite a bit to use it and there's no there's no stops there's no no rails or anything so it's it's not being used to its full potential and uh trying to find the the, the height for it and i'm like well if i build this counter that's going to go all the way down the wall I want it to use as someone at the table saw and have a big like sheet that that sheet can actually rest on that counter, you know, if it's to help to help hold it up. So is that then I was like, is that going to be too high for the miter saw? And so I put the miter saw on my stool that has an adjustable height and I got it to that that height and I was testing it out. I'm like, okay, I think this is going to work. And I turn around for a second and the miter saw fell <laughs> off the stool and onto the the floor. And thank goodness I have carpet. There was no damage. It seemed to all be the, the track was fine and um, but it was a it was a scary moment that I could have 
put my miter saw out of alignment. <laughs> Did you feel super vindicated that you had carpet in that moment? You know, <laughs> here's the funny thing is I didn't even I didn't even think about that. I was just like, oh no. Uh, I, I put it back up and it slid right and it seemed to be square. And then I posted a little funny thing on Twitter and somebody's like, good thing you have carpet. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, That's funny. Jimmy, what about you? I did my hand cut print and we printed the other night. It went really well. And at the suggestion of Scott, the guy that handles all my shipping, he said a lot of people have been calling in and asking about framing the prints that I sell. So he said, why don't you do a video about how to make a frame? And so this video is going to start with me cutting the block, which is going to become the print plate. I make about 200 prints. And then the last part of the video is me making a frame and putting one of them in a frame. So that's what I was working on last night for about three hours is just trying to get that video done. And if it wasn't two degrees in the shop, I probably could have wrapped it, but I had to paint it and just let the paint dry. So today I'm going to go in and finish that video. Probably have that out definitely by the time this airs. So that's that's what I've been working on. And then just experimenting with the laser quite a bit just to get my skills up and uh, trying to stay warm, trying to keep the pipes from freezing. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Awesome. Um, we're running long, but and we don't necessarily have to have a pick, but have you guys been watching anything cool? Anything I totally new? forgot. <laughs> I yeah, totally forgot. That's cool. I can go. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to uh, pick my buddy Brett. Brett is my shop assistant, and he's been hanging around for the last year. It's been November was one year that Brett showed up to say hello. And Brett is, didn't know in the beginning when he started his channel. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, we'll just get started, whatever. I mean, he had, he had every intention of doing it, regardless of what I said. But he got started, and he started developing his own style. And now Brett's very good at After Effects and video effects and titles and stuff. And he's also a good videographer. But as far as incorporating his love for making into his love for making videos, it's really developing really great. If you guys get a chance, check out Brett. Skull and Spades is the name of his channel, or Brett McAfee. And his videos now lately, each one of them, oh, well, since the beginning, but now more often, incorporate a story. And his first 10,000th video, he recreated the opening of train spotting with me like pretending to hit him when you McGregor oh, runs through traffic and the car was. skits. <laughs> yeah. I saw the yeah. Instagram thing and I was like, what is going on there? But yeah. Oh yeah. You got to, he did a great thing. He's got, he's got the Scottish voiceover and he's got the music playing, you know, the, uh, it's, it's, he did a great job. So it's great to see his style develop. And, and that's the bottom line. So go check it out. It's completely unique and more unique than anything that's going on right now in the maker community. It's just great. Every little video has a story. So it's almost like a TV show is developing and it's, it's great to watch. And I know it's just going to keep getting better and better. So Brett, congrats, brother. Awesome. So my pick this week is it's not a, a video, but I recently found out that my buddy, Jonathan J. Katz Moses, um, where he lives, they were dealing with the fires a couple weeks ago, and they were evacuated from mm -hmm. their home, and um, they got back. Everything was fine. Unfortunately, a lot of their uh, um, neighbors and their neighborhoods were uh, completely destroyed, and then they got hit with a mudslide. And oh. um, from what I understand, that th um, Jonathan's house, it, house is fine. 
Um, it's it's there's like three to five feet of mud all the way around it, but their neighbors, um, pretty much their the neighborhood was completely destroyed by this mudslide, and so Jonathan um, has started a GoFundMe for the first responders, where 100 percent of the proceeds go to the the people helping out, and so that is my pick this week. And Jonathan, I love you. Hope you're hope you're doing well. And he, uh, so he has this, he has a couple businesses, but one of them is this um, magnetic dovetail jig that he sells. And because of the evacuation and being away from the house from so many weeks, he's behind on getting his orders out. He hasn't been around a computer. And he sent out this email like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm behind on orders. And, and it's like, man, you know, take care of yourself first. And uh, yeah. he's, a, he's a really good dude. So. Uh, California has been putting up with uh, a lot of disasters lately, so our our hearts go out to them. Yeah, that's rough. Um, <clears throat> okay, yeah, we'll have a link to that if you guys want to help them out. Um, for me, so Josh is in the office with me right now, and I'm going to embarrass him probably, but he can't <laughs> see anything because we're recording, so that's cool. Um, so Josh, uh, who's been working with me now, uh, put out a video for the first first video he's put out in a long time and talked about where he's been. And it's a really cool kind of retrospective on the past several months, like where his family's been, what they've been doing, where they are now. Um, and I think, I hope it motivates him to get back into making project videos and stuff. I think it, I think he's getting there, which is really cool. Looking forward to seeing those. And yeah, I just want people to go check it out and you know, encourage him to, to get back to making videos. Patreon supporters. we got to thank our Patreon supporters for this week. Um, Wise Old Al, Evan and Caitlin, Corey, and, Corey Ward, Malt and Make, Works by Solo, Michael Schubert, and Make, Build, Modify are our top supporters. We're super, super grateful for them and for everybody else that helps us out over there. It's, it's really cool. Um, like we were talking about earlier, you know, this is fun. Like the three of us getting to talk is fun because we're friends and we get to hang out every week. Uh, but this is also part of work and Patreon lets this be part of work. You know, they, they fund this and let this time be valuable to us. And so that means a lot. Um, so I want to say thank you to everybody over there. And if you want to help out the show in that way, Go to patreon.com slash making it and you get access to the after show, which is just more of us talking about different stuff. Sometimes there's secret stuff. Sometimes there's not. Um, and this one, this after show is going to have an intro. <laughs> so, you know, five minutes, see in. what you're missing over there. Yeah. Anyway, you guys got anything else for this week? Meh. That's it. Just try to stay warm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Love you. Love you too. (laughs) I love both you guys.